0: Well, 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 you look uh nice and refreshing enjoying the sunny south.
1: Let me uh, plug my headphones in. Hold on once
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> I prepared. I'll prepare. Mm-hmm. All right. Cell Cicero from South Sea Caucus.
1: Can you hear me? Good.
0: Audio today is absolutely fire, Joseph. No,
1: I I planned ahead.
0: What uh what is this headset? This is different than usual. Um the audio sounds a heck of a lot clearer.
1: i don't know what brand it is uh my buddy got him for me that's that's a
0: good buddy you have there so well, well, welcome back i'll tell the story later let's, let's jump in so welcome back ladies and gentlemen it is the first week of june here in america and beyond um a lot going on last week just did not happen joe is in the backyard enjoying his his poolside now, do you views. see
1: the the two pugs in the pool
0: Uh, barely but yes i do that's We'll we'll have to we'll have to decide if we want this to to be videoed because you know because of you know the warmth in the room of course mr finnegan needs the chair by the window so he can see outside and you know listen to the birds and you know whatever so you know he's opted to hang out outside um outside of my frame of view here rather than sitting up here next to me on the right hand side um and then joe is sitting out in his backyard enjoying the sunshine we hope everyone has had a great week and a half since the last time we spoke um we've had a lot going on um joe you had a lot going on let's start with you my friend
1: um what what did I have going on? I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you, you did you not did you not go fishing while I was away?
1: I did have a it's, fishing tour yeah, That was there two you weeks go.
0: ago. There you go. There you three go. weeks. Has it been that long?
1: It's been three weeks. Uh, I have a tour <laughs> this Sunday. It's been three weeks. That's that's why I had a brain fart there for a minute.
0: No, I thought you were fishing. Wait. Uh, um i'm just gonna we're gonna move along because i'm uh, so yeah. i have a tournament
1: june sticks on the sunday of the bay with uh the aba pa division nine and okay. i had a bfl three weeks ago which did not go well at all
0: no yeah, we did touch upon that that's right that was the last meeting we had or the last call we had we talked about that um you know i was joking um in one of the videos that I took up in Lake George, and, and I just like the other video I posted on YouTube when I first got my GoPro Hero 9 and I was down at the lake recording, I said, always listen to cousin Joe with what he recommends. And, um, <clears throat> you know, going up to Lake George, I, I had that conversation with you and we were discussing kind of what strategies would be for for bass, right? Um, mm-hmm. and of course, strategies in general for fishing while we're up there. Um, you know, I'm stuck on an island, so that's a little difficult. Um, if you don't have a boat, don't have your canoe or kayak or anything like that up there. Um, but man, I absolutely crushed it. Um, finesse fishing was the was the money maker. Um, it
1: was the key, huh?
0: It was the key uh, with the secret, you know, Senko worm. We'll say, uh, and it, it was like the first night. Pretty much cast after cast, I had smallies on or a little rock bass. Um, I will say I didn't get much in the way of size uh, that I would say, right? Like I think the biggest I caught was maybe about three pounds. Um, Of course, you keep saying that one of these days I need to get myself one of those, uh, you know, those weigh things that clips onto the mouth, which would definitely help, I'm sure. this is a great view of you, Joe. I'm really enjoying. <laughs> um, so sorry about that. My
1: the, 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 my mom's to a meeting for work. I'm at her house right now, and, oh, and the pugs went. The pugs went inside and uh, started of raising holy hell. And she's on a, uh, a Zoom meeting or whatever they use. So
0: I you yeah, know, I fan, go in there. Fancy fancy platforms. Um, but yes. joe I, to go back i caught i think what was it like 15 fish the first night alone um yeah it was quite a bit you said yeah it was literally cast after cast and it was unbelievable bass like i said um day two so we got up there thursday night pretty late you know we drove up uh from jersey we Stopped along the way, and it was kind of cool to go into a rest stop for the first time in New York or New Jersey uh, since the pandemic began and be able to not wear a mask, right? Oh, you guys, you guys don't have to wear a mask anymore, do you? buddy oh buddy oh, so buddy. we stopped at 11 p.m walked into the place my buddy you know, i was waiting with the stuff we were had to pick up trucks all of our camping and everything was stuff was in the back of the truck and i waited with the truck and they, he comes out. i said you don't have to wear a mask you don't have to wear your mask <laughs> so you know of course i had to wander my way in there and test the waters a little bit and um you know i yeah we'll, we'll say that um so you know no we headed mask out was needed. No mask was needed. Um, now, let was me cool. ask you this. Are, are a lot of businesses open
1: in New Jersey, or is it still a...
0: You know, the big problem that we're having, Joe, honestly, is um, there's no one that wants to work. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Yeah, a lot of the restaurants in town here, they, um, they're doing partial schedules because of schedule issues, um, because people have quit, servers quit, um, bartenders quit, whatnot. Uh, it's it's kind of sad to see. So a lot of restaurants that have kind of survived the pandemic have, um, cut hours and, you know, stopped doing lunch, kind of just because, serving drinks. Cause nobody wants to work. Huh? Cause nobody
1: wants to work. Yeah. Oh, that's a problem that's, for sure. It's definitely crazy. Yeah. That so is, that is bizarre.
0: Uh, yeah, it is bizarre, but you know, it's, uh, it's nice to, get this feeling of, uh, you know, normalcy, normalcy. Yeah, we'll say that. And it was good uh, up in Ticonderoga, went to uh, a Wally world, a Walmart and uh, walked in there and did some food shopping and just Wait. looking at the percentage of so, people wearing masks versus not wearing masks. Yeah. And you guys were all, you were all the way up by Fort Ticonderoga. So Lake George is not far from Ticonderoga. So I think it's like, so we're, where our launch point was, we were maybe about a half hour from the Walmart in Ticonderoga. So Champlain's right there too then. Yeah, yeah, it's really close. How long does it take you to get there? Uh, it was about three and a half hours. Yeah, so you figure about 4, four fifteen to get up to Champlain, right? Maybe a little bit longer to get to, I'm, seeing, I'm sorry, Ticonderoga, a little bit longer to get to um, Champlain from there seven have been coming a bunch of champlain soon yeah i gotta tell you man the fishing up there i have not been disappointed yet right like just it's unbelievable we we kind of we kind of got blown out day the end of day two into day three when we were leaving where it was just so windy that you know i couldn't even cast far it was blown right into the island um you know, I still caught, I think one fish or two fish that morning, but that was it. Um, But it was cool. Like I was, took the kayak out. We finally got the kayak over to the, to the, to the Island itself. And I was drifting. I I paddled out into the middle of the lake and, you know, I used that Navionics app and sat in about 160 feet of water. And there was just like kind of straight shot right along this ridge that like The wind would have pushed me into about 70 feet, which is where I wanted to be, 70, 60 feet. And that ledge going up to, I think it goes up to about 15 feet before you get to to the island. And um, I just let the the current push me and the wind push me. And it was just jigging along and jigging along. And um, I missed three freaking lake trout or something at about 60 feet of water. Um, it's always one of those when you're not paying attention, right? Like, uh, my phone started chiming and I'm like, what the heck is that noise? Cause I wasn't getting good signal up there. And, uh, I take a look at it and people were paying me for, you know, for some of the groceries we purchased. And sure enough, I had the freaking, I had the, my rod on my lap and then the rod starts flinging over to the side. So I grab it. And, um, I of course didn't set the hook and it was just, it was gone before I even was able to lift the rod tip up um and that was, then two that more was, it was gone as soon as it was there huh it was gone as soon as it was there the second one was gone um oh look he's awake ladies and gentlemen oh excuse you um talking about the cat of course um so i missed another one uh within two feet of the boat i don't know what the heck happened it was definitely a lake trout it was a nice size i would say about 24 inches give or take hard to estimate but it you know that's my so estimate you actually saw it Oh, I saw it. I looked it in the eyes, man, and it just shook and, and took off. Um, and then a the third one, I lost somewhere in the water column between 60 feet and getting up to me. Um, now, I, I don't like leaving my barbs up on my hooks. So I think that's probably part of the problem is even, you know, I remove the barbs. So if they start thrashing, they, they come right off um and that's what happened to the one that was coming up to the boat and i would assume that's what happened to the other two as well in new york you have to have barbless hooks no i just fish with them regardless yeah i, I don't I, if i'm not keeping them sometimes i forget like especially with new tackle i forget to crimp them down but um i just if i'm not eating them i don't care you know what i mean yeah. like, i'd rather get them off my line as quickly as possible um and back into the water uh, it's it's kind of funny. I, I've definitely, you know, gotten better at handling the fish, especially bass. So I think I'm I'm very dainty with with trout bass. I've always had somewhat of a problem handling because I I'm trying to handle them quite like I would handle a trout, and you can't really do that. Uh, you saw if you saw yeah, my video, yeah. you saw the way I was waiting for the spin. I'm kind of spinning them so I can lip them real quick and pull the pull the hook out. Um,
1: well, but, well the, the trick is release the bale once you have the fish. You get the slack in the line, and once that slacks in the line, the fish won't spaz. Yeah. You figure. We you figure when it's taut, it's pulling on the fish. You know. Yeah. So it's making a freak out. But if you put the slack in the line, it's it's weird. It's almost like they just go. And yeah.
0: Just, yeah, it's something you'll get there. Did you have a net with you? Uh, I did. I did not bring it on the kayak. The kayak oh. was pretty tight. Um, that so would also that part had- of my problem.
1: That would have been, meant you would have caught the, the, the lake trout if you had the net probably, huh?
0: Oh, 100%, man, 100%. So I, I'll take it. I'll take the L. Um, you know, I I learned a lot from that, but I can't cry. I caught 27 fish in, what, two two days, really? Yeah, two quick days of nice camping. Yeah. I mean,
1: come on, buddy. My dog's special. My dog is so special. <laughs> Come on, Ranger, Ranger, outside. Come on, let's go, let's go. Okay. Yeah, he, he doesn't like thunder and it thundered real bad like two days ago. Uh, he's getting yeah. better with it. He's getting better with it, but ever since uh that storm he's just been really wary when it's cloudy out and won't go outside. <laughs> so he he finally came out today because the puppies are trying to figure out what's what he's doing because they want to swim. Yeah. And uh he, he swims all the time, but Maybe before we get off, I'll get on this one for you guys.
0: I appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. So, you know, GoPro footage, I got to be honest, some some issues, right? I tried to record every single fish that I caught. Um, you definitely need one. The footage comes out fabulous. I, I mean, you saw it. The quality is just amazing. Um, I, I would recommend, and then this is one of the things that I'm going to do is get the remote for it the audio doesn't the the voice commands doesn't always work um and it's also how's the the remote work you just press a button yeah that's it it? just press a button you're good to go and it's confusing too because like at one point i was on the kayak and i had it on my hat that has a little clip that goes onto the front of your hat which is great um and i'm thinking it's recording and it's not and then other times it started a recording. I think it it heard me cursing at one point and it turned itself on. Um, Where do you go, F you. <laughs> right. Go, P-O. So what I would do is I would have to take the GoPro off my hat and like, while well, I take the hat off. I'd look at it, press the button, turn it on, put it back on my head. And then I knew it was recording. But if you're fishing, I mean, you can't do that. That's just ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I know Brennan. A lot of like has the chest seat, and he just has a loop, and loop, and loop. Yeah, so it's just constantly looping. But he also goes through batteries like you wouldn't believe. So I think the remote control is going to be the way to go.
0: Agreed. And there was one guy in one I, of the I farms can't... I was talking to. He said he connects. He has a chesty, and he connects a battery pack that he keeps inside his waders. And the only problem is, is then your GoPro is not waterproof, right? They are
1: they are waterproof though.
0: Well, no, but if you have it plugged in, it's not because you have the portal. Uh, Oh,
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So don't they make a housing? I guess. Um, yeah, they
1: do, but I I I don't know how it works. Yeah, because a lot of the guys on the boats they have the, which they'll have poles on their boats to hold the pro, and they can charge while they're off the boat. So I guess. They're exposed to then. Interesting, very interesting.
0: Yeah, I guess as long as you don't drop it in the water or splash it too much, it's going to be all right. Which, which is fine. But um, you know, I, I'm always mindful. You know, I film a lot on my Sony A6500, and um, I would not want that to at all fall in the water. Now, um, are these cicadas that you have there? Is that alive? Yeah, so showed us alive cicadas. Can you see it? Uh, Yeah, I can see it. I can't believe you guys have been hit like that. I, we, I haven't seen or heard a single one up here in northern New Jersey yet.
1: For, I think this, this 17 years has always been like a Maryland thing. I don't think it happens too many other places. Maybe they're like the outskirts of PA or a couple other towns. Man. And every 17, every 17 years, they come in ginormous swarms. And it goes for a long time. Remember that picture I sent to my house? It's even yeah. worse now. Even worse. And uh, they just keep. I mean, it sounds like car alarms outside my house, like, like if we were doing this in my house, you would hear it on there, like no problem. That's crazy. So they're crazy-looking creatures. They come out and they make baby love and die, <laughs> and then they don't come out again for 17 more years. 17 years. They bury it in the ground, and that's it. Like you'll oh. see the holes in the ground. Let me see if like, I can find some. You'll find these holes in the ground where they they dug out. They come out in 17 years. It's weird that it's 17 years. That so last weird. time right I don't think Riley was Riley would be 17 in June, so you know, 17 years ago. Yeah. She was a infant. But the, I mean, if there's like trees
0: around you, like they're they're everywhere. Michael Why, saw a picture
1: of my house. Live from the from around me. field,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Joey is wandering around the wilds of Maryland with his headset on and his telephone giving us a live view of the cicadas. The cicada 17-year brood. Oh, here's a
1: cicada in the wild. He's in uh, the pool. Oh, good, look at that party. I'm trying to see if I can find any more. If I was at my house, I mean, Michael saw the picture. It's disgusting. I was what, unbelievable. The, what the base of the, the trees look like. It, it's carnage. It's... It, Oh, like inch deep of just their shells. It's, it's, yeah. and like when you walk, oh, you're just constantly crunching on their shells. It,
0: it's gross. It's, it's, well, yeah. I saw guys creating lures of them this year. So, like, uh, one guy actually caught a <laughs> caught a bass on a cicada lure, which was interesting to me. I don't know.
1: I'm sure they eat them. I might guarantee they eat it. I don't, I eat them, but I, I don't know if. Making the lure would be the smartest thing. I know no. the birds, like the birds around, get so fat, like unbelievably <laughs> fat. You know, it's right. just hilarious because they're just free meals. They're, they're, I don't think the cicadas are too bright. I mean, they just fly into you like, they have no defense, and the birds just eat them like crazy. Yeah, it's 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 pretty. Cool. I see some really fat robins and stuff. I have to take okay. pictures next time I see one.
0: Good for them. I'm not mad at them. That's, uh, yeah. Well, uh, so how did from, camping go? Pivoting from there. Yeah. We, um, <laughs> you know, it's the older I get, the less tolerant I get of like dealing with, uh, we'll say, other people. Um, that you're not used to dealing with on a daily basis so when you're sleeping and you're eating and you're cooking with the same group of people that you don't see on a daily basis or even quite regularly you got to deal with that and I you know I've kind of expanded the horizons of of my camping Um, you know I don't believe in just eating meat right like I'm a nearly 40 year old man here I I eat a well-balanced meal, we'll say, of meat, you know, some sort of carbohydrates and then vegetables. Um, And that's been the way that I, you know, have lived for a while. Now, camping um, has historically been, you know, eat nothing but grilled meat. But meat. And um, I've introduced them last year with uh, camp pizza. So I posted Ooh. that on my story last uh, last week at some point, but I, I introduced them last year. We did pita pizzas last year that we took pitas, we split them open, um, put marinara on there and some mozzarella. And then because we had made sausages, because apparently that's all anyone eats when they camp is they put sausage on a stick and, and cook it, you eat meat. Um, we had so much of that. We actually did crumbled sausage on top of the pitas and made kind of like makeshift pizzas. This year took it a level further. Um, and actually bought um, you know, dough, pizza dough we'll say, and we're trying different techniques at actually cooking the dough. Um, I found you know, the, the secret to be that you need to actually cook the dough on both sides first, make sure that both sides get nice and crispy and then you put the cheese on and then you put the toppings on and then you're good to go. Um, otherwise you have a little bit of a doughiness in the middle that, you know, may not be a hundred percent cooked. What if um, you bring like a pizza, like one of the pizza things with you guys? So like small, we, we that tried, in the fire. we tried doing a few different things. I think next year what we'll do is we'll take the cast iron pan that we're using because we're trying to keep down what it is we're carrying with
1: us. Oh, you, would you guys need to get one of those metal things that, that like, you put it in and closes. closes the, the, yeah. the old times?
0: Like, what are those? Yeah, well, that the cast-iron the cast iron pan worked great. I think next time what we'll do is we'll kind of build the fire around the cast-iron pan so that it gets nice and hot on all sides. Um, but it was like a nice, Ooh. beautiful, deep-dish pizza pan. I know what you could do. I want to hear it. You're, I, I'm, I'm longing for your Italian-ness to come out in this conversation. Let's go. You got to do like the old times. You got to get hot
1: coals from the fire real hot coals You dig a hole put the hot coals in there wrap your pizza like all made the dough you know just like you would a normal pizza like the dough undone sauce the mozzarella, mozzarella. And whatever toppings you close it up put it on top of those coals then bury the coals like the hawaiians do i bet, I bet you, I bet that, you that, that would work and cook
0: it all day long but i'll tell you what man I, that the pizza came out banging i ate and i don't know if it's because you know some people in the organization will say that went that we're you know, drinking one too many alcoholic beverages that swore on it but even me like uh, it was dang good man like it yeah. we just did um pepperoni or plain and that was it um the goal was to do a little mixture of things um i will say being organized when you're camping is incredibly important right like we had six guys going camping like you can't have everyone bring food (laughs) right you need to kind of plan your meals you need to plan like utensils you need to plan everything there were a couple hiccups this is the first year we've done done this i should say the first trip we've done this where we try and combine things um but hey ranger uh it's you know we have hiccups and i'm looking forward to the next camping trip and seeing um how that goes now uh yeah, did you um do you guys all share one tent, or do you guys bring
1: individual tents
0: we all bring individual tents yeah. Uh,
1: yeah i wasn't sure it was like back to nature thing where you guys just bare minimal
0: no i you know it's well that's kind of where the funny part comes in right so uh you know we'll say we're modern men for the most part but i i believe when i'm camping like i'm camping right like if there's showers on the campground that's great otherwise i'm swimming which i did swim on this trip uh, a couple you guys times are
1: balls crazy
0: it was like 50, 50 degrees. I think it was like 49 degrees, the water. Um, That's absolutely
1: and Frank, insane.
0: And Frank was water skiing, but that was neither here nor there. Um, so, you know, like a lot of the guys go back, want to go back to the house to, to shower and use the bathroom. And it's like... Like, come on, like you're ruining the entire day. And there was a couple comments where guys were saying things along the lines of like, Oh, we should bring a projector and a and a screen next time to watch movies. It's like it's like, no, if this is what the camping trip is turning into, like let's just literally stay at your house and we can have a fire in your backyard and we'll be good to go. Like well, that's if, not camping. If 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 they want a toilet,
1: just get like a Old lawn chair, put a toilet seat on that and put a buck
0: underneath it. There they go.
1: lot well, of people used
0: to do that? There's uh, some funny stories about that, and that's why they don't do that anymore. And each of the campsites we've stayed at, um, at least at Link George, they've had porta potties or they've had uh, bathroom facilities, which is great. Um, this year they were a little dirty. Um, it was a legit porta potty, but guess what? It is what it is. You're camping like. I don't know what to tell you. Like you, you kind of know what you're getting into, um, and I was busting. I would rather
1: hold it. I mean, would you guys are there two days? I mean, unless it's an absolute emergency. I mean,
0: <laughs> they went back to the they went back to the house to go to the bathroom. That's what it was. No, what, I, that, I
1: mean, what did that what that entitle to get back to the house? Was it near you guys or
0: so he boat ride? It was maybe about ten minutes. So boat ride and then you had to yeah, either, you had to walk back to the house from there, which was probably about another 10 I Gotcha. Um last in the fall when we did it, it was like a forty minute boat ride and it was choppy, windy conditions and like it was a slow going boat ride. So like if you had to go back for something, like there was at one point prime example like they ran out of alcohol right one of the one of the guys ran out of his alcohol so that turned into like hey we need to go to the liquor store and that turns into like a two-hour three-hour deal because you gotta you know go get a car and it's just not let me go hop in my car real quick and drive down the street it's let me hop in a boat and figure it out so you know we're trying to figure out those like little things and what i did was i took notes and it's kind of the type a part of me it says like take notes let's see what everyone ate what everyone didn't eat Let's talk about how much everyone was drinking and what they were drinking so that next year we're prepared when we come there. So once we get to the island, there's no no need, and I'll put that in air quotes, no need to physically leave the island, of course, unless you have to go to the bathroom, I guess, or use the shower. Uh,
1: Maybe so. you guys can work out a way to get a porty pot to the island.
0: <laughs> well, so that... When we used to go camping up in New Hampshire, so that's how this all started years ago, probably about not 10 years ago or so, um, we were going up to a property that someone had or someone's family had up in New Hampshire. And the guys had never been camping before really in their entire life. So they went out and they bought one of those i don't know how to explain it's kind of we called it the throne it was like a yeah. foldable toilet seat that was on a foldable thing that like you went over a bucket and that was your, your bathroom or you dug a hole and that was your bathroom um but some of the guys some of the guys uh, had mishaps right you're throwing a few back and you, uh, you're in your business and you you fall into your business uh, that's not um you know bad experience right um you know, there's ways to do that, and there's ways to not do that, right? You can't. Um, yeah, you gotta be. You gotta be careful when you're when you're dealing with uh, these events. We'll say, I'm trying to put this as PC as possible, um, but it's always funny seeing one of your buddies walking back to the campsite and he's covered in his own uh, in his own business, um, and you're out in the woods and there's no shower, showers or anything like that. So you're like, yeah, yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> How does that
1: happen? <laughs> I want to really know. I mean, that's that's a whole other topic for another day. Like, well,
0: how does this happen? Well, but once again, this is why you don't need these extra things, man. Like, this is just extra crap. Like, we used to park at the bottom of this mountain. We would hike up the mountain with all these buckets full of crap, and I would have everything mostly in my backpack. Now, when we're now that we're doing, I'll call it boat camping, right? Like, I bring a little bit more. Right, I bring my CPAP machine. I bring my battery to back, uh, you know, power that up you know, and that's, that's really, I bring my tent and like two pairs of clothing for each day, one for each day. And then, you know, something to change into and an extra thing just in case. Um, But, you know, you can really go a little crazy and bring in stuff that you don't need. um, You know, you could always, you know, pop a squat in the woods and do your business. You don't need to bring something, right? Like, and when you're in a state campground, you really shouldn't be doing that, right? Like that's, you have a porta potty. You should be using the porta potty. Now, if you're out in the middle of the woods somewhere, you're doing the Appalachian Trail and you're you're hiking or you're doing something like that. Yeah, dig a hole and you, you bury your business. That's it. Um, that's not to be. Yeah, a lot of poop talk today. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm still really, I'm still really confused about that last story. Just I, beyond
0: I, my so, mind. so. Here's here's my interpretation. So. The throne, which is the apparatus, we will say that you know they brought to use as their bathroom, um, was a way for them to sit so they didn't have to squat, right? Um, while they're d- doing dropping their their load or whatever you want to call it, right? So there we go. We just went from you know eight a.m. to midnight real quick. Um, so you sit on this thing, but if you're on uneven ground. Just imagine you're you're going to the bathroom and it gives out one of the legs. It's not level, and you're sitting, and all your weight is on this thing. And real quick, you just kind of dip backwards or dip to the side or whatever. And before you know it, you're in your own your own uh, mess there. Uh, so. I think one time someone said that they got scared because they had, they heard a noise and something was running towards them. It wound up being a chipmunk, um, so that was their excuse. Uh, the other excuse was that I guess that they had one too many alcoholic beverages, and that's that's it. Yep, you're you're muted, Joe.
1: <clears throat> that would have been a hidden camera show right there. That would have got you guys millions of dollars.
0: I, <laughs> youtube would have been a blaze <laughs> oh my gosh could you imagine I, it, it's it's hysterical and terrible all at the same time you like you do one and and now knowing that you're kind of like okay i can get why you don't want to go to the bathroom in the woods that you want to use like a bathroom like i get it it's a luxury And it's not until you're camping or living in an environment like that for more than a day that you realize like wow we are blessed Like to have first world problems and to like, you know, use a restroom. Like I was snaking, snake in the sink the other day. Like I'm blessed. Like, yeah, I'll snake a sink any day of the week. We have running water. Think about that. That is huge. Like, you know, Lake George, you can't use soap in, you can't use soap. They don't let you bathe in the water. You're not even supposed to really, you're not even supposed to swim with um, sunblock on. Like it's a, you know, pretty protected, clean freaking lake. And I get it. Well, I have a, I'm not going
1: to mention his name, but I had a buddy. This was back when I was like, I don't know, in my 20s. He was older than us. And we were driving to go surf at Ocean City. Now, unlike Jersey, the, the drive for us to get to Ocean City is about three and a half hours. It's actually closer for me to go to Jersey beaches in Ocean City, Maryland. But anywho, on the way down there, like entering the town, it hit him real hard that, uh, he was having some stomach pains. We <laughs> got to the beach. He hopped out of the car, ran to the ocean, and uh, relieved. <laughs> he had to do what he had to do. It was, you know.
0: I guess like George would frown upon that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They would they would frown upon that, but as my grandfather, <laughs> God the rest his soul, would say, he's like, what do you think fish do in there? It's like,
1: yeah, I get it. but um, like I can understand the suntan ocean, like places where there's reefs because right. you see Certain suntan lotion can hurt the reefs, but I'm not too sure what <laughs> suntan lotion could do to Lake George because it's not a, you
0: know, well, I think it's not, because of the amount of time that it takes to cycle the water out. Now, of course, Frank, my buddy, he says, uh, you know, Lake George is the cleanest lake in America, which isn't true. Um, it's, it's up there, right? It's like, I think it's called the Queen of American Lakes, um, which is nice. It's a beautiful lake. It's uh, spring fed. It's crystal clear on a clear day you see like 20 30 feet down which is awesome it's probably um, glacier water too yeah so it takes eight years for the water to cycle out of the lake so i think that has something to do with it right um mm-hmm. and they just but the thing that's kind of naive to me and I, I had this conversation is you know in all this kind of do good attitude right and trying to let's do the right thing um you have like five million freaking boats on there right like you you're going to complain about so and, and don't get me wrong like uh, cool like you're protecting the lake 100 on board with that i'm not denying that fact but it's very misdirected when you're saying to we'll say a, a patron of the lake or a visitor of the lake whatever you want to call them don't wear sunblock but it's okay that you have a 40 year old boat on the lake that's probably leaking oil or you know just so a
1: like the the new motors are like I've told Michael this a thousand times when you're out fishing and you're in these tournaments, you don't smell any fumes coming off these new motors. It's crazy how clean burning they are now. But the older motors, like the two strokes and everything, are I mean, yeah, I agree with that. You know,
0: that's what's like kind yeah, of crazy. I would
1: think they would have a ban on those types of motors that really just.
0: Right. But and they, they do like a little bit of patching, I would say, where they say like, okay, every boat that goes onto the lake in New York, and I, I don't know if it's Lake George or every lake, I'm, I'm a little naive when it comes to that, I'll admit, but they make you get it registered, which means that like they inspect it and like do this whole thing and you get a sticker like, oh, it's good for Lake George, this boat. Oh, fantastic. Great. But I'll tell you what, man, like, they, <laughs> I was out on this kayak, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm there fishing and, you know, I'm out in the middle of the lake, like, and there are people flying down the middle of this lake and they see me and they come within like five, six feet of me and they got to be doing 30, 40 miles an hour on the water. And, you know, I see them, I'm kind of hold my, you know, my oars above my head and I shake it real quick, just to make sure that they could see me. Right. Cause you see someone speeding towards you and you're like, oh crap, are they going to hit me? Right. And luckily, you know, be all right. I'm sure, you know, I'll dive out if I have to, whatever, but like... Sure. Let that like, prop hit you and tell me you're okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll dive out before I get before gets like Before there. Like yeah, if yeah. I see someone getting too close to me, like, I'm going to do that. But if they're coming like within 10, 15 feet of you, like it, the waves that come off of these things are massive. And they're just like, look at you and they just kind of wave. And you're like, you shouldn't have a boating license, man. Like, what is wrong with you? Number one, like, number like, two, like, and these are all older boats. Like and you're yelling at people for you know you can't use soap you know even biodegradable soap yeah. exists get out of here like okay you've got you've got far bigger problems and I don't know if I told you this part here we go I'm a I'm, I'm an old man here I'm, I'm t- telling all the bad things that I hated about this thing I'm fishing on the kayak and there's a little island off of um, nobles island is where we camped um, and it's like got a I don't I light on it and like some sort of sensors or something like that and these um seagulls or gulls of some sort they have a nest there so i am here in the sky you can hear for miles when there's no boats there which is very unusual you can hear for miles like people oh, yeah, come what, in all over yeah
1: on water sound travels crazy
0: <clears throat> i mean you can hear everything from
1: far away with
0: the water. yeah so I hear this guy and I see them like coming from like over by uh, Hewlett's Landing over there. And I hear him talking and they're like the, the father saying to these two little kids, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And I see this one little kid who's like 50 yards back from the father kayaking towards this island. And I'm like maybe a mile away and I'm like, well, you know, if this little kid why don't you just go back and like, I don't know, stay with him. I'm not my place. Anyway. yeah, Whatever. Uh, so he's saying something about well, when you see them, hold your paddle above your hand and shake it, kind of like I do when, you know, I see a boat coming a little too close. Make sure that they see me. Make a little motion, right? Um, so I'm like, is he talking about boats? Like, what is he talking about? And then I hear him, like, talking about something attacking. And I'm like, what is this guy talking about, right? Sharks. So I, I, <laughs> <as> you, <laughs> the Loch Ness, the Loch Ness uh, Georgie. Um, champ. Maybe champion. Champ got in there. maybe. Champ. Maybe it's not too far right down the dam but you yeah. so i'm like maybe about a mile away from the island at this point i was kind of kayaking down towards another island and try uh, another little ridge line and i see them approaching the island that had the seagulls on it and the father and is holding his oar above his head like i just told you he was doing and uh, the two kids are there and i hear him screaming he's like break the eggs break the eggs hit <laughs> hit, hit the seagull and i'm like what the hell is going on here now i'm like I, you know i don't go as far as say that i'm an animal rights activist but i love animals and you know you don't attack things like you know if if unprovoked um, you don't unprovoked do. you don't attack things and if you if, if you're a state biologist and you're saying look like this is an invasive species we need to eradicate it you know we're opening a hunting season or, you know, we're going to go out and we're going to collect eggs and destroy them or whatever. Oh, okay. Maybe whatever, uh, you know, is what it is. But this father had his kid on the Island. Now I'm way too far. I'm starting to paddle towards them. I'm like, you know, at this point, like a mile and a half away and I'm paddling towards them. And the kid's like taking his oar and trying to beat the seagulls and beat the seagull eggs. And I'm looking at my phone. I'm ready to call, you know, fish and wildlife. And I'm trying to like, get internet service out here in the middle of Lake George, which isn't happening, trying to find even a freaking number for fish and wildlife or figure out who the hell to call, or at least get to the island and scream at these people and say, what the hell are you doing? So they see me coming and I'm still like pretty far out. I'm like, oh, gone. They, he, like hop, They hop in their kayaks and just disappear. Like they're gone before I even get to the island itself. And I'm like, what are you teaching your kids?
1: I am so confused. So they were beating random seagulls.
0: <laughs> beating random seagulls and eggs for some god unknown reason. And the father was coaching the kid into doing this. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I would be curious to know if they were locals or I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. But like it's not even like you see a lot Everybody of people. You bet you weren't coached
1: enough to get the numbers off their, their kayaks because I'm sure fish and game still would be very interested in
0: knowing this yeah and that was one of those you know you kind of wish you had a big camera or binoculars on board or something
1: i would still call and make them aware that there is people out there doing that
0: yeah you
1: know i don't like seagulls i call them flying rats basically what they are but i would never just randomly go about beating seagulls and their eggs No, um, i'm pretty sure that's illegal
0: All right, so i would assume especially in a state like new york it would be illegal um and it's illegal in every
1: state because, you know, people get arrested all the time for feeding them out with seltzer or whatever. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I would say I would still call the fish in the wildlife and be like, hey, I was at the Georgia. <laughs> just so you know, you may want to keep an eye on that island because there's a guy going around just randomly beating seagulls and their eggs with thudors. I tried to confront them, and uh they disappeared. And that's how you know they know what they were doing, what was wrong. Yeah, why else 100%. You, why else would you... um? ass
0: yeah a hundred percent and you know i you know try not to try not to get involved in situations that you shouldn't get involved in but like in a situation like that where you see someone hurting something um that's defenseless like that's unacceptable and you know i i would hope that anyone would stand up to it and um it was one of those like you get back to the island and even then i was having intermittent cell service so it was like i couldn't by the time i probably I don't know, like the day got away from me and I should have, and I know I should have, but I didn't And You still uh, should I, I would still call up there and
1: be like you know, I saw this, I, I didn't have service to get in touch with you I, I mean, FBI profilers should tell you, I mean, that, that father about. is teaching those kids how to be uh, <clears throat> serial killers Talk
0: Yeah, 100%, 100% It's not normal That's insane, um,
1: and I guess his reason would be maybe because they poop on his boat or God knows what, but I mean, that's 100% illegal yeah. In, where we fish on upper bay, where we launch from, you know, summertime, a lot of times we have deer, the metal docks we, we tie off to and walk up are always covered in goose shit and seagull yeah. shit. Yeah. I've never seen somebody out there whacking those animals in their eggs. I mean, that, that's pretty nuts. Yeah,
0: yeah it was... Um disheartening for sure um you know I, I told the guys when i got back and i was just like can you believe that what would happen and they're like you know even we didn't even have the boat there because they were out using the laboratory at the main house so um you know it wasn't even like they would go looking for him but i asked i said hey did you see guys in like off the top of my head i don't remember the color of the kayaks i think they were green but like did you see guys and the guy and two kids in kayaks um taking off towards hewlett's and they, they were like no we didn't see anything um it's but it's, it's <laughs> freaking insane right like uh, it was just mind-numbing man well, who teaches um, their kids that like who would i mean I, you,
1: you're teaching them a to break the law and b that it's okay just to kill wildlife like that's kind of scary stuff to think that there's people out there like that. I mean, <laughs> take a special trip somewhere with your kids to teach them how to kill birds in their age.
0: Right, Right. And you laugh, but it's a, you're laughing because... They were, it's, yeah, there were seagulls of some sort, like, and, and, you know, I've, we've got a funny story about that. I'll tell you one day from uh, the Best Day Foundation, but seagulls, um, you know, that's a, a specific type of goal and the type of goal it is, I don't know, but there was, you know, a handful of them and we saw them from time to time when you were out on the Pope, but like, it wasn't like they were a nuisance. They weren't, I mean, the, you could argue that the ducks that came to wake me up at four in the morning. So, because they wanted to be fed were, were right. a nuisance, uh. But like, I'm not going to attack. Uh, what did I do? You know what I did? I got up. I said, hey, what do you want? You want some worms? Because they bought me worms to fish with. I was like, here what? you go. Eat some worms. And I handed them some worms. And guess what? They ate the worms and they went back to the water. Like, I'm like, like all good.
1: Like at the beach, I hate when people like will be sitting there and, and there's always that one person who's got to feed seagulls around everybody. But right. I have never attempted to eat mm. seagulls to death.
0: No. No. And, and because you're not a psychopath. So. Right. But, Didn't uh, even Lake George, up. I gotta be honest. Uh, you know, we'll circle back on, uh, there's my favorite term and I, I was told a joke about Work. that statement. And I always say circle back now because of a joke and it's a terrible uh. thing to say. Um, but you know, I, I would say that, you know, Lake George is one of those places that if you have not been to, you need to go to, um, I, I've never been there Is that near Lake Placid, <laughs> by Champlain, so it's not far from Placid.
1: No, I think we might have been there when we went up to upstate. I that's when my mother, but I was a young kid
0: then. Yeah, it's one of those lakes that you, it's just so big, it's hard to fathom, right? And it's, uh, uh, it does oh. get busy. So like the time we went, I think was perfect. Like we still got to have a little bit of like silence um, when the boats start going. I mean, you hear those engines revving and going for hours and hours and, and you can yeah. hear them from miles and miles away and they are pleasure boaters. And, you know, we had uh, a couple of guys come around on their bass boats and they were talking to me while I was fishing and, you know, they were, um, you know, using spot lock and everything like that. And they're just sitting on these nice little shelves and they were catching big bass, which was beautiful. Um, so, you, you know, great bass fishing uh, situation. You saw guys trolling for landlocked salmon. You saw guys trolling for, you know, walleye. You see guys doing all sorts of fishing up there. So, um, outdoorsman's paradise, of course, you can, if you're into hunting, you know, the Adirondack State Park is right there. You know, you've got moose, up supposedly, that come into the lake from time to time. Um, and seagulls. those things. Nice, you have that seagulls. Seagulls hawks eagles you know all those sorts of fun things um, well that that's what i would say my argument would be for that guy is is like okay you have a problem with this how about you do conservation efforts to help the bald eagle population and the ospreys and all these other large predatory birds and then you won't have problems with <laughs> with these guys like like well, come on i can tell you down here if there's a nuisance
1: bird biologists are hired to go out and take care of them it's uh not really the public's thing to do unless they're informed to do so
0: 100 percent, like like you were being told for a while there to kill snakeheads and what right. blue blue catfish or whatnot and like okay cool i i get it like if you catch one but it's like i'm not going out of my way to kill anything like i'm sorry like that's not unless i'm keeping it to eat it like i'm not just gonna kill it like it's not i don't know it just doesn't make sense to me that's because once again i don't think that most of us are psychopaths we're just normal yeah. people going about our days
1: I have a hard time killing the snake when I just don't like touch them because I don't cook and clean fish.
0: Uh, but supposedly they're delicious.
1: They are. I, ha- I have had them. They are delicious and I don't like oh. fish.
0: Wow. Joe, we yeah, are coming yeah. up on 40 minutes. This always just flies by as we're chatting. Um,
1: it does. We talked about poop and all types of things today.
0: <laughs> we talked about poop and people, psychopaths, trying to kill birds. Um, it's uh, been real. We'll we'll do it again next week, um, and I'm trying to get out and do some more cool stuff with the GoPro. Uh, if you like what you see, if you like what you hear, please give us a like, um, give us a comment, follow us on the socials, and you know check out that the last two videos at least on the YouTube's. Um, I did have a, you know, a trout fishing one that I posted that doesn't have a ton of views, but I thought it was pretty good. It was a new spot. I think you saw that video, yeah. right? I caught some nice, I did. nice rainbows I did. that day. We did some cuties. Um, you caught some smallies in the last one. Caught some smallies in the last one, and uh, the one before that, I caught some largemouth bass. So. Uh, working my way around trying to get down the shore to do some striped bass fishing and some blues fishing um is it still stripes striper season down there's still still running baby oh wow and uh usually by you now i may be you know taking a vacation day next week and doing a float trip down the delaware oh um, man i might have to, i might have to come join that one
1: i'll we'll have to keep you
0: posted on that one.
1: Oh uh that picture of the boats, how close you are to shore, in New Jersey. If if anybody doesn't believe what we say, they need to <laughs> go search around Instagram and
0: uh, uh City, not-
1: a picture where uh, you could basically jump onto the boat in the
0: sand. I'm not. I am not gonna post it because it's not so, my photo. So someone else yeah. posted it, and you could literally. Like if, you were, if you were paying $80, and I know we said we were wrapping up, but if you were going to pay $80 to go on a boat, and the boat pulled up basically onto the beach, how pissed off would you be? How pissed off would you be? I'd be furious. I would be absolutely furious. And then if I was those guys on the beach, I would be throwing my tackle at the boat just yeah. to get them to freaking move. I'd be like, hey, get out of my lineup. Well, here we go. Surfing territorialism. Get out of my lineup. Like, you're in I, my I way. Guess
1: we need to talk about that one next time because that picture people don't believe me when I tell them what what goes oh. on there. Uh, it is absolutely mind boggling. So.
0: Well, we're going to leave it there. Uh, Joe, thank you, sir. And thanks, brother.